stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. You know what I love? I love how many young people around the world are actually stepping up and making change. And I know I've had several on this podcast and I I, I know I'm going to have more and I absolutely love it. And I, I really hope they inspire you as much as they inspire me. Today I'm chatting with um, Radula Manasvi, and who is a 16-year-old uh, young lady from India and who is a passionate grassroots activist and a community organiser who absolutely believes in the power of people to create positive social change, and she's striving to advance gender equality, and she's um, wanting to be a doctor. Well, she's aspiring to be a doctor, and I have no doubt that she will become a doctor, and she's uh, passionate at art, passionate about art, I should say. She's just amazing. She's the founder of uh, Gabia Splice and the founder of the Plantera. So Gabia Splice is about education, an educational platform. The Plantera is a platform that helps share resources about the environment and coordinates events around the world. So she's just absolutely amazing. And I love this. I absolutely love it. You know, I do a lot of work around the world with young people, helping them to kickstart climate change um, programs or environmental programs or projects or whatever. And, you know, it, it really, really really sits deep inside me I, I i love this so much and so the i have to apologize in advance the audio is not fantastic but it is still good and it's still listenable and i so appreciate Mridula for all that she's doing so i reckon i'll stop talking let's get on with it and welcome Mridula. thank you very much thank you very much for having me here Oh, it's my pleasure. You're doing some great stuff. And I see you all the time on LinkedIn and you're, you're really being a, a, an active voice for change. And, and, and I really admire that. So thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, you're awesome. Now you you're doing a stack of stuff, so let let's just chip our way through it, all right? Because you're a you're the founder of Gabia uh, Gabia Splice, and I hope I'm saying that right. Um, you're the founder of the Plantera, the Plantera. You are a climate activist, you're a community organiser, and you're striving for gender equality. So um, it, plus plus a ton of other things. You're doing a ton of volunteering and, you know, all sorts of all sorts of stuff and you're an athlete and you name it, right? You just don't stop. I don't know how you've got the energy. I want to, fo- I want to start with the gender activists. So, you know, gender equality activists. So, why why is that so important to you? I mean, it's, there's a, that's an obvious answer, but but you know, like, is how old how old are you? 
I'm 16 years old. 16, yeah. So a lot of people don't find their voice, you know, even even till until they're later in their years, and then they sort of experience a lot of gender equality, and then they speak up. But you're sort of you're speaking right out now. And uh, by the way, uh, Madula is uh, from India, so you know I'm I'm actually finding a lot of people from India who are very very active in in social change, and I really really love it, really love it. Gender equality, why? What's 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 your bugbear with it? Obvious answer, but, you know, let's hear you. Yeah, so just getting equal rights, really, because, you know, uh, we have potential enough to do certain works as well. Uh, and we need to have the fair recognition for the works that we do. So that's majorly the reason. Yeah. And do you have, um, a, you know, being a young female, have you encountered much um, gender bias or gender inequality? I wouldn't say much, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that much, really. Yeah. You 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 go to a, a, a pretty good school, too. You're doing, you know, uh, doing a lot of great stuff and you're very privileged, let's say, to go to a great school. What about some of the young girls in India who are not so fortunate, you know, who, who are living in even even living in poverty or at least living a poor lifestyle do you think they're worse off regarding gender equality inequality so i believe there'll be a lot more gender inequality when it comes to uh people who are living in poverty because oftentimes uh it's like okay you just do the home work nothing else yeah or at least uh it's not just in the media, but really everywhere. And uh, it was normal until very few years to have child marriage and everything. So, yeah, it hasn't been like we haven't got to a point that everything is equal yet, but we are getting to it. So there is some good progress. Yeah, but it even we're not even there in highly developed countries. Do you know, there's still like... Australia, America, England, you know, like there's still so there's still such a big gap. And you're you're absolutely right when you say anything, anything the guys can do, we can do just as well, and we should be recognized for it. And and I think yeah, and it, it just kind of like you know, what I find is what happens is that we react to it, you know. So a lot of this stuff happens and then most most people react and say, Hey, wait a minute, this isn't fair. Whereas we should be doing what you're doing and being proactive at the start, you know, and trying to actually prevent it. So, so well done to you for trying to prevent it because it's um, it shouldn't exist. It just just shouldn't exist. So, good on you. Thank you very much. Now you use um, tech like you're you're really big on tech. So, where why? What do you love about tech? Technology. Sorry, that was internet cut off. Oh, that's okay. Probably mine. I said you're really big on technology and and using technology as a platform. Why why technology? Like, what is that? How did you get into that? Why do you love it so much? Okay, so uh, technology majorly because probably I studied a curriculum where I have to do my own research to actually get the concept, uh, both IGCSE and IB. 
it's more of like uh, only when we self-study apart from the school's school hours only then you could uh, get the concept the actual concept so that's why I initially got into technology and on the move I just realized how much of a powerful tool technology is because uh, it doesn't have any restrictions you could go worldwide with uh, contacting people, reaching out to them, uh, getting the organizations out there. The possibilities are just endless. So uh, that's how I got into technology. And as I started the planter, it was just, uh, it was hard to utilize at the beginning. But once I started to get the hang of it, magic started to happen. There was so many uh, new contacts that I got. And especially during the COVID uh, period that we majorly relied on technology for everything for contacting loved ones for contacting new people for getting new friends because yeah we did not have much things to do during COVID so we just wanted to engage ourselves with something else and that's when I got full into technology um, so yeah that's about it. Well, I love it. So you have, um, like, you use it as a platform for gender equality, for education, for environmental change. Like, you, you, you're really, um, I guess, really utilizing it to the full. You know, really, really work. But you've one of the things that you've done is that you, uh, you're the founder of the of Gabia Splice. Is what I, I am I saying that right? Gabia Splice. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. All right, good. And so. You know that that's a, a technology. That's an app. So tell us, tell us about that. Like, did you design it? Where did the idea come from? What does it do? All that stuff. So Gabia Splice is a relatively new initiative when compared with Plantura because Plantura started in 2021, and Gabia Splice I just initiated it in the beginning of this year. So Gabia Splice is a platform that is aimed to uh, bridge the gap between international curriculums and their delivery of education because. Oftentimes, although international curriculums have just so much potential, it isn't uh, delivered equally around the globe. Um, so it, it's majorly because of the geographical standards, the teacher-student mindset. There are just so many factors. So there aren't, there isn't a very particular way that we could um, solve this entire pro problem. However, we could minimize it to a certain extent. And that's what Gabia Splice aims, aims to do. So with the international curriculums, we just want to create resources for students around the globe without any uh, inequality in the delivery of the particular resource. So it will be something where uh, the resources will be given by the teachers and with the students, us will be converting it into certain forms because when the students do it, we know where we feel like it could have been better. Oh, this point could have been explained this way. We know where the lag points are because we have been through the, the particular curriculum. So the resources will be given by professionals with so many years experience. And we will be converting those resources into videos, audios, notes, and all such things. And most uh, educational initiatives out there, they rely mostly on uh, external resources, I would say, because uh, they mostly link to some other website or some other uh, platform for particular things, like for quiz, they would link to somewhere else, for um, exam-style questions somewhere else, but we aim to do everything. So every single resource a student needs to uh, 
you know, excel a particular curriculum, we'll be having it all in one place with possible affi affiliation with the exam boards. So that's our aim for the Gabia Spice. Wow, that's amazing. So it's still in development at the moment. So Yeah, it's still in the ideation stage. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so will it be an, an app on your phone or will, will it be a, a website or both? Like it'll it'll just be it'll both. Be both. We'll yeah. be having both in the publication and mobile application. That's fantastic. And so that if if so that means someone from another country who doesn't have good access to education or doesn't have good education, they can get on that app and they can learn an international curriculum. Very much. And they can and most international curriculums do have the option to take uh, exams in private by us studying by ourselves. Yep. Indeed, for my IGCS exam, due to the COVID situation, I completely self-studied and wrote my exam as a private candidate. So when the situations are not uh, completely, you know, up to up to the mark, they could actually self-study without much of dependence on uh, anything else. If they really have the interest, they could. So uh, our platform will act as a supporting thing for that. That's fantastic. And and so um, is it accredited? So, like, will they be able to get, you know, get the, the same level of qualification by being on your platform? Uh, actually, no. It's more like a platform where they can learn. So yeah. for the exams, they have to reach out to the actual exam board. So there are a lot of exam centres for IGCSE uh, and IV starting private exams this year as well, I believe. So, yeah, there has been uh, a lot of you know, accessibility insurance that has been happening. So, yeah, uh, well, they can't get qualification from the uh, app, but they could learn everything that they require. That's fantastic. Who are you doing that with? Is there a group of you doing that or just you or...? Oh, uh, yes, I'm doing it with a few of my friends from around 10 countries. Wow. So we're working as a group. That's amazing. So they're all putting in their bits, all their expertise from where they're from, and you build. That's that's one hell of a job. That's a big job you're doing there. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's huge. That's well, I think it's I think it's fantastic. So, um, when will it be ready? When do you reckon? Like, do, I know I'm not going to hold you to it. But just give us a rough, you, by the end of the year or is it probably another year away? Or Actually, we're planning on end of the year, so we're working towards it. Uh, possibly the beta version or like the second beta version would be released by end of the year. Wow, that's fantastic. I keep saying that's fantastic because I just can't. I just I love saying that word. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, I reckon I've got the, I've got the best that. job. I've got the best job in the world because I get to listen to so many great people and all I can say is, wow, that's fantastic. And I, I reckon, I reckon that's amazing. I do have the best job in the world. So um, you've you've mentioned the plane Tira, you know, quite a few times, but let, let's, let's start moving into that. You have a real environmental passion and I've, like most young people, which is fantastic because if we don't get on top of this, you know, we're in, in a lot of big, lot of trouble and the younger generation is the generation that really is driving change and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that you make it in time, but you, you, I know it's a big job. 
Um, so you, you're really passionate about that. You're a climate change activist. And as we said, the founder of the Plantera. What is the Plantera? The Plantera is an organisation with a mission to educate every individual about the seriousness of climate change and encourage them to take on the role of saving the environment. So that is our mission. And we have various platforms through which we aim to accomplish this mission. So we conduct events, which are mostly um, conducted by team members from the respective countries, the live events. So, uh, since we have presence in over 15 countries, and we're still growing with the recruitment process, a particular member would take the responsibility for a particular month to uh, conduct a live event in their country. And this happens throughout the 15 countries that we're present in. And we also have uh, virtual events, which happen without any geographical restrictions. So these the events are mostly, mostly like hands-on events where we do something for the environment, we get ha- hands-on. Yeah. And we have educational <laughs> events, which are something like uh, just letting know people about the seriousness of climate change. And then we have uh, competition-like events. So our very first event indeed was a competition, an art competition, Art for the Terror, which, which was a digital art competition. Uh, people submitted their discharge work on environmental issues. So those are the event formats. And we have an app that's currently under development as well. It's in the final stage of development. And our app lacks as a platform where people could show their contributions to the environment. Wow. So when someone is doing something that could potentially have benefits to the environment, they could just simply take a photo or video of them doing such thing and post it into our app. And we'll be ensuring that this very specific photo video is authentic and we'll be allocating them a certain amount of virtual points called terror points. And as these terror points uh, grow, it's saved in somewhere called TerraBank. So as the terror points in TerraBank grows, there is this avatar that hatches from an egg and grows bigger. And this avatar is a combination of species that are currently endangered or went extinct due to climate change and human activities. And we'll be also having leaderboards where people could uh, see their contributions in regards to others of their age or location. And we'll be also having an option to redeem those virtual points as offers for real-time purchases. So uh, when they're buying something, they, they could use our points to get some offers for that, for some sort of gift cards, uh, cashbacks, and all such things. And these offers would be higher when they're buying something eco-friendly. This way we're also promoting the choice of eco-friendly products. So it's overall a game-like experience while someone is doing something to save the environment. Wow. Wow. Where do you come up with these ideas? Um, to be honest, it's just random pop of new uh, features that come into my mind. Uh, about the plant trust plan, it came, uh, I wanted to start, start something something for a cause that I valued. So that's how the plant was initiated from with some newly found friends back in 2021. So I was just like, okay, this is Plantura. What we are going to do? We're going to educate individuals. How are we going to do? And I was just thinking about it and sleeping. And uh, it was in the middle of the night that I got this idea. So yeah, that's how I got this idea. Well, that's amazing. So when you say events all around the world, so how many how many countries do you have people in? Like. Whereabouts are they placed around the world at the minute? Because it'll grow. Around 
15 to 20 countries. I guess at the moment it's 18 countries. Yeah. Uh, and we are recruiting continuously. It's an rolling basis. So just we get new members from new countries very frequently. So we aim to like, you know, have members around the world working towards climate actions. Wow, that's fantastic. And what what's the barrier to why do you think some young people want to be really active? I know all young people are concerned about the climate crisis, right? They they all are. Some take action and some don't. What, what do you think, the ones that are taking action, what do you think is the motivator for them to, to be active, like to actively do something? What do you think drives them to that? Yeah, uh, the reason from everyone I've met uh, for the plant trust team, it varies from person to person. For instance, for me, it was uh, my enthusiasm towards nature, animals, and the entire like, ecosystem, how the world works, and all such things that brought me into uh, the interest towards climate change, not just climate change, but environment in general. And just knowing that we our actions are indeed disrupting all those beauty. I just wanted to do something. So that's why I wanted to do. And few people are like, okay, there are a lot of pollution in my area and uh, it's not good for human health as well. So I wanted to do something about that. Yeah, few other people are like, uh, there are a lot of illegal uh, deforestation or legal trading of animal parts that are happening. So I want to do something about that. So there are just uh, various reasons why people get into it. But when it comes down to one thing, to save Terra for next generations, it's everyone wanted to do that. So that's something everything boils down to. Save the planet, yeah. Well, I hope you make it, but I reckon you will. I reckon we're going to reach a tipping point because I keep seeing so many young people taking even just small amounts of action, Do you know, and, and I'm a big believer in a lot of small actions can can make one massive impact you know so um yeah so so good on you and the more you more people you can inspire to take action even in the smallest way you know the the closer we're going to come to a tipping point where where the world's in a well i I don't know a a better state what's going to be in a better state we've got to save it like i think i think we get um we for some reason forget that there's no planet B. We can't just fly off to Mars or or Buddy Venus or something and go. Oh well, we bugger, we bugger up Earth, so we'll just go somewhere else. And and you know we 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 I I don't understand personally. I don't understand the um the apathy. You know toward changing the the world or or um, supporting the planet. I don't understand it, but. Anyway, it's it is what it is, and I just think that everybody everybody should chip in and thank God you are like that. Thank you for what you're doing. Appreciate it very and much. But how such supports because these supports are the ones that keep us going. Thank you. Well, I try to support as much as I can, as, as much as I can. So you are also an active athlete and a volunteer. So, uh, and you're doing a, you're part of a team, you're, you're, you're part of a team that runs events and this, uh, your project or whatever it is or, or your 
program is called I Believe. And so what's that? Yeah, that's uh, that's indeed was the starting point of everything that I've been doing at the moment. Uh, so in 2021, around July, no, in 2021 beginning, uh, January, I came across something like uh, this, I believe, which was a community for IB students around the world. And I joined the community and around in the next few months in June, I joined the team, the video team. And that's why I got so much uh exposure to various cultures various people i just had so many uh you know amazing memories with a bunch of amazing people so uh i was in the video team for around an year just editing videos for i believe youtube channel and then i moved to the events team uh just for a change uh so over there we just we uh you know conduct events to push to IB students to get more idea about IB because it's a complicated curriculum to understand the basics. But once we get what the curriculum is about, everything just gets so much easier. So that's what I believe does to uh, get people know about IB. And we also have some university uh, tips kind of thing as well in the events. So how to get into a particular university, just general tips from uh, actual students from the university. So we just have a bunch of people from around the world from in various ages. So a few people may just start IB, few people may be in pre-IB, um, few graduates. So we could just we just get various perspectives into everything we do in I believe. It was founded by two amazing people called Katie and Emotion. Um, Katie is like a Cornell graduate and Imogen is an Oxford graduate. They graduated this year, I believe. So, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So do you, um, in there you were saying something, you were saying it sounded like IB. Were you saying IB or were you saying I believe? IB. So IB is the curriculum, which is International Baccalaureate. And I believe as an organisation that kind of has IB students. I thought that's students. Yeah, I thought that's what you're saying, but then I didn't know what IB stand for, but you're absolutely right. And that is the International Um Baccalaureate Diploma Program. So yes, so and for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's sort of um high achievers, high intellect, you, you know, like that that kind of um am I right? That's what I think it is. Uh actually it's like just like any other curriculum, like A level, uh, it's it's equal to A level. Uh, it's kind of it's a hard program, but if you have the dedication, it just it's a fun one. Yeah, so, yeah. There are a lot of aspects that makes it look tiring. Like, oh, apart from the subjects, we choose six subjects. Three are HLs and three are SLs. HLs are higher levels and SLs are standard levels. And few people take four HLs and risk their life like myself, <laughs> so I took four Heschels. Uh, but yeah, it works in a way that we have these six subjects. We have something called extended essay, which we write 3,000 3, word essay on a particular topic on a chosen subject. And then we have IAs for every subject, which is internal assessments. So we do some sort of uh, experimental research kind of thing, and we write a paper kind of thing for that. And then we have TOK, which is, Another subject kind of thing, apart from the six subjects, theory of knowledge, 
and we have uh, CAS, which is creativity, activity, and service. So in that, we just um, you know engage our creative aspects or activity aspects. So when we're doing something like uh, volunteering in uh, old age home, that comes into service. And when we're doing something like crocheting, it comes into creativity. And it's just engaging various aspects of, of ourselves into our the program. That's what IB is. Well, I love that. I love that. So it's kind of an advanced level. It's kind of like extra curriculum, isn't it, but at an advanced level? Uh, not exactly extra curriculum. Oh, this, <laughs> this is the one that we study for the next two years. So yeah. it's a complete program, but... These are very much essential. The other four aspects I said about the CAS, TOKE, and IA, these literally hold the marks for the final exam. So we are marked out of 45, and three points go for the um, extended essay and TOKE. And only if we pass CAS, we'll be passing the award. If we fail CAS, although we took 45 in the exam, if we fail CAS, the entire Diploma is gone. Oh, and then, no. Uh, we have the IAs, which actually hold marks within the subject. So biology has a particular marks that are allocated for IAs. So chemistry has like such, and every other subject. So that's how it, it works. So every aspect is very much essential to get the final diploma in the end of the a second year. Right. Well, I didn't quite get it right, but all I can say is it's bloody good. So it's bloody good what you're doing, and <laughs> and that's that's terrific. So you mentioned in there about volunteering. So volunteering is part of that. Do you think that volunteering has decreased or increased? Do you think that people are way more interested now or way less interested since COVID? I'd say more interested because. Uh... I'm not sure whether people's empathy level got higher or whether they're actually getting the knowledge. I'll tell you they're getting the knowledge of um, everything that's happening around them because, yeah, of course, internet technology, we exposed so much of knowledge. And a lot of people with their knowledge want to create some change. And, yeah, I say volunteering comes down to that. So you're talking more about young people, aren't you? Not just young people, everyone, because everyone who uses technology are exposed to such knowledge and they just wanted to create a change. Um, it, it may be like for some people it may seem small, for some people it may seem big, but every change is indeed a change. So uh, everyone is just interested to do something, but most do not get the particular channel to do that or they don't uh, have the particular knowledge of what to do. But with those two... They could just do amazing things. So that's what is the thing, I believe. I think that's great. I think I think the thing is that a lot of people don't know where to start, you know, so they don't they don't start. They just think, you know, well, n- nothing I can do, but it's actually incorrect that if we can do something, we're going to make a difference. So I think that's, you know, it's, it's amazing that you're seeing an increase because I, I was worried that volunteering was going down. So if you're saying it's going up, um, and that might just be what you're seeing because you're focused on it, do you, you know, but oh, the, what's good about that is that I'm hearing that volunteering is still still very active. It's still, still there. It's still moving. You know, we're, we're in a good place. So... That's good. How do you reckon we could encourage people to um, volunteer more? I know you're saying, you know, they can get on the in technology, they can read the research, but what's that thing? What, what's 
So even if even if we read that information and really understand it, we still might not be driven to make change. How can we encourage people to actually do something once they've got that information? Just doing one thing for once is going to be a huge thing because uh, just seeing the smile on other people's face because we did something good for them. Yeah. That itself is such a fulfilling uh, emotion and people will want more of that emotion. Once they do one one thing for once, they will just want it to do it for uh, how much ever they could. So uh, just get your minds, uh, you know, get your minds out there. Just for once, just go out there and do something. And once you start doing, you couldn't get out of it. So that's kind of how it works. But really, the curriculums are encouraging all the such volunteering activities like uh, how I be does. It's kind of a huge thing for as well for young minds because uh, although initially they might feel like, oh, that's out of curriculum, that is out of syllabus, why should I do that? Once they start to do, they have that realization, oh my gosh, IB has transformed me to a person I am truly. Like uh, that realization, it hits different. So yeah. Uh, yeah, just, and of course, a lot of, Universities expect for volunteering things. So when someone is so interested in a particular university that they just want to get in, and their university requirements say volunteering is appreciated, they get into volunteering for the university's sake initially. But once they actually get into volunteering, their heart and soul is invested into it. So it's kind of like the way they're driven, not just because of the university. Maybe that may be the initial reason, but after that, it's just completely out of the interest. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's nothing nicer than that feeling inside, you know, when you help someone. And, and it's interesting you say about that they just first do it to get into a university and, and that kind of stuff. But what what's very interesting is that it's, it's a well-known fact that, that universities and employers, you know, love to see volunteering on your resume. Like if you've got volunteering on your on your resume, on your CV, whatever you want to call it, um, you, you, you're in a much better position than if you haven't. You know, people appreciate it because they feel like you're a reliable, you know, person and plus you've got strong character. I'm not saying that those who don't volunteer don't have those things, but I'm just saying how how, it, how it's interpreted by, you know, people who want to bring you on board. So, yeah, I think I think it's wonderful. Now you've got, speaking of um, feeling good, right, you, you've got aspirations to be a doctor. And uh, so now you can make people feel good medically and, and just, and, and make yourself feel good because you're, you're just happy all the time. But how much do you think um, what you're doing is going to help you as a doctor when you do become a doctor? So undoubtedly my interest towards environment, uh, sciences and arts, which is one of my other major uh, focus areas, something I love to do, arts and crafts. These three things, the science, environment and arts, has completely shaped my perception towards the medical field because uh, everything we do to the environment is connected to us. Yep. So when we're doing something good, we, uh, you know, we get positive effects within our body. Yep. So when we're doing something bad, negative effects. So everything is connected with the environment and arts, again, the uh, precision or no such things 
it's it's kind of like tied up with certain aspects of medicine, which which is like um, medicine itself and art for well-being. That's how I see it. So uh, that's something. And science is, of course, medicine is, is a lot of biology and chemistry, which I love. Those are my two favorite subjects. I just adore them so much. So, yeah, I just love learning about ourselves and other species around us, other environments. So everything just comes down to that passion of be- wanting to become a doctor. And so you, as a doctor, you're going to be, I, I'm, what I'm hearing is you're going to have a very holistic approach, you know, you know, and, and, and more so than giving people drugs to fix a problem, more so talking about how they can look after their well-being, you know, to, to improve their health. And, yeah. That is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Well, I think it sounds great. What about your art? Tell us about your art. Um, so truly I don't have any favorite form or techniques because I just love experimenting with various ones. Um, so at the moment, my favorite is, uh, experimenting with color pencils. Realism, of course, because, uh, that's, if when it comes to style, when it comes to painting or drawing, when it comes to the style of those, I, I just bend more towards realism and, uh, Mandela sort of art, which is like, just uh, using these flowers or such uh, patterns to form the art. So, uh, that's the style. But when it comes to mediums, I love experimenting with various ones. So at the moment, it's uh, color pencils, and I'm planning on taking up oil, pa- oil, oil painting as well. But it's kind of like more, uh, it's, it just feels intimidating to start because of the complication with all those mixing procedures, the cleaning process. So uh, I'm just taking some time to get myself mentally ready for that. Uh, but yeah, acrylic is something I'm used to. And oil pastels, that's something I'm used to as well. And just pencil, graphite art or charcoal art. And crafts aspect, I love making dream catches. Uh, that's something I love doing. Uh, it's just so therapeutic. And then... And, uh, something I'm getting into is crocheting. I used to knit, but then I wanted to do crocheting for some reason. I have no idea why, but I feel more uh, attracted towards crocheting than knitting. So I'm learning crocheting and I love recycling or upcycling sort of crafts with yeah. uh, old materials, um, you know, scrap clothes or some sort of plastic materials like plastic bottles, just things that you can't be used anymore land in you know oceans or landfalls I just wanted to transform them into something else uh, nicer so that's something I do as well so that's about my art and craft interest what do you what do you convert them into plastic bottles what do you make them into so there are just so many things that could be done like uh plant pots it's something that's very simple uh, the plant pots you could decorate it that's that's something like a fun aspect of it and then um for instance, I have something that I wanted to do soon, which is a turtle using plastic bottles. Uh, I got inspiration from Pinterest. Uh, let me just, uh, it's kind of like a geometric turtle. So just cutting the pieces of plastic bottles yeah. and then gluing them together to form a turtle-like shape. And then a lamp, with, so just keep a light within it to 
make it a lamp. So that's something I have fun to do. And uh, then just transforming the plastic bottle into decor decoration items. Uh, make sure this, I used to do these for school because uh, we have something called, we used to have in my old school, we used to have something called SLCs, which is a student-run uh, conference. So this happens around a month and every parents come to school that day and we just uh, share a presentation on some uh, subject. So for that, we decorate the entire class. Every month we have different things. And I love these craft aspects. So, uh, I just gather all those uh, materials that are in short, like for instance, we'll have some color papers that are left in short, which couldn't be used for anything else because it's in such a small quantity. And I like to transform that into something that that is a decor item, uh, transform all these plastic bottles into some other decorations. So that's something, uh, that's where these recycling things came from. Wow. Can I, now I need to ask a question. Where do you get time to do all these things? Because <laughs> everything you've talked about is like a full-time job. So how, how do you get time to do everything? <laughs> so uh, when it comes to the two organisations I handle, my major focus is on uh, Plantera, with uh, major efforts on that. I wouldn't say I don't care about yeah, this place at all. I do care about it. It's just I spend more time for the Plantera. And in Gather's place, uh, there are two other roles, CHRO and COO, roles who support with other work. So uh, I handle all the legal procedures sort of uh, things, and they handle the other aspects. So that's how in Gabby's place it works. So it doesn't take much of my time. And the rest of the things, uh, school, it's going to start in July 3rd. Until then, I'm on holiday. So I have some extra time in my hands at the moment. Uh, and Planchere, again, it's a group initiative. So uh, it's not just me who's working. There are so many other people who are putting their complete into it. So Planchere's works. It takes around uh, just one side of my day. And then the rest, uh, one that I would spend on possibly uh, researching something like um, some medical conditions for uh, the science aspect of my life because I love just learning about new medical conditions or just uh, medications, learning about them. So I do such sort of researching things. And then the other one third of the day, I either do crafts or just read some book or, you know, it's more like a free time where I just let myself flexible to the works. So, it, and the one, the rest of the one third, at times it's spent in volunteering for that organizations or like such. So it really depends on the day and how much work the organization or the particular work requires because from day to day or from month to month, everything varies. So as it's about how much I, want to spend on that particular aspect on that particular day. Mm. So just getting the priority of the day up, it kind of helps. Well, you're making me exhausted. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have the energy to keep up with you. Uh, I think it's just wonderful. I'm just, I, I just love everything that you're doing, you know, and I love that. And, and even that, um, you know, I love even, even you talking about the ideation stage, you know, because there's a lot of people out there, who listen to this who have an idea but don't actually haven't haven't quite got the 
the momentum, I guess, or the or the drive, you know, to actually start it. So uh, you're you're quite inspirational for those people because it's it's your if they're listening to you, they're like, oh, I I could just get it to that stage. I could just start it, you know, just get it to the ideation stage. And I think that's important because once we start the ideation stage, we get momentum, you know, and, and, and before we know it, we start researching and we start doing things. We, we bump into people. We start to connect with others that are like-minded. And before we know it, we've actually got something up and running. So, you know, I imagine that you've been very inspirational to some people listening to this who, who were right at that very edge, right at the very start, you know, who who need to get going. But And not just that. I mean, you've got so many things that you are already doing. Do you, you know, and it's. I think you're just. I think you're just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, thank, no, thank you. Now, where can people find you? Um, so through my LinkedIn, which they search Medilla Manasby RK. My profile will pop up. Or I'm available on Instagram as well at M R I D U L A M A N A S B I. Um, and yeah. Or like email, they can email to the planter if it's planter as well. They can email to Gaddis Place if it's Gaddis Place related. Or they can email to me if they aren't sure about whether it's planter or Gaddis Place. So, um, my email address is M-R-I-D-L-A-M-A-N-A-C-I at gmail.com. So, yeah. Those are ways people can contact me. Well, I think the best way to get to is through LinkedIn or Instagram. It's so much quicker and easier. They can just send you a message. And I'll, I'll put those um those links in the show notes so people can reach out to you or connect with you or start following you, do you, you know, just to see what you what you're doing. But um I think I think you you're wonderful. I'm so happy that you've joined me, you know, and that we've you've you've really inspired me. I mean, I'm I'm always inspired. I'm always I'm always looking for new things, but um you've worn me out. I've got to say that. You know, <laughs> you, you I don't have as much energy as you anymore, but uh, I absolutely love what you're doing so keep keep doing it keep um keep changing that oh, thank you very much well the world needs you you know and it, it needs all the goodness that you you're putting into it so so thank you very much for joining us and i'm going to keep watching you and keep enjoying all the change you're making so thank you very much thank you so much thanks so much for having me because this sort of supports really it's it means so much. So thank you so much for all the words you've given, all those kind words. Um, I'll keep doing my level best in everything I could. Yeah. But yeah. I know you will. I know you will. And 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 my absolute pleasure. Because if I can inspire young people, um, I reckon that's the best use of my time, to be honest. So that, that's what I think. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> See you, bye. Oh, guys, I just love what all the young people around the world are doing. And, you know, Mridula Manasvi is who I just spoke with. Please go and follow her because, um, and, and I'm going to put the links in for her uh, LinkedIn and for Instagram, but just to, you know, I know you'll be as inspired as I am. You just, you watch what they're doing and you just think, Wow. And I know I always say, wow, that's fantastic. But I really, really mean it. It really comes from a really deep place in my heart and soul. It's just, 
whenever I see young people taking action, and by the way, I'm going to say it again because I say it every single time, we're the ones who fucked it up, you know, and now we've got young people who have to fix our mess. And I reckon if we've got to get in there and we've got to inspire them and we've got to support them, we've got to be the ones that are propping them up and keeping them going uh, just so that they can make a difference because they really are making a difference. And there's so many young people all around the world that are just doing such great things. And, you know, I know I've had a few on the podcast and I'm, I'm no doubt I'm going to have many more because I have such a deep belief in, in the young people being our future and um, I'm going to do my bit to support them. And I hope you can find a way to support young people as well. And sometimes I think we dismiss them because they're young and we think they don't know what they're talking about. But I completely disagree with that. I just think that uh, often we just don't give them the platform or the opportunity to actually share what they do know. So anyway, I absolutely love that. I hope you did too. I hope you're inspired to take some kind of action. And um yeah, thank you for joining me again this week. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you again next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com. Tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.